0: Welcome to the Pretty Crazy Podcast.
1: Pretty Crazy Podcast. Week 26.
0: It would be our half year anniversary, but we missed some weeks in there.
1: Yeah, so we're celebrating this week.
0: Whoop, whoop whoop! We'd have been doing this for 26 episodes. 26
1: episodes. Didn't think we'd make it this far. Yeah. But we have determination. You know what they say about determination? What? It rules the entire nation. <laughs>
0: Sure sure, 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 sure,
1: Cool, 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 cool,
0: Last week I forgot to add our song in there, so this week I gotta remember.
1: Oh, you gotta remember?
0: And I also, I you know how we did it, and I was like, yeah, we're gonna publish this and everything. Then I was like, oh, wait... Why didn't... Why isn't this showing up on Spotify or, you know, Apple? And I realized that I didn't publish it, so I had to publish it on Tuesday.
1: Oh, come on, (laughs) Alice. It was We actually did it on time, too. It was
0: ready to go, and uh, I I dropped the ball. So this week, I'm going to get better.
1: Balls were dropped. (laughs) (sighs)
0: Like a
1: teenage boy in gym class.
0: So this week, um, I was going to do, like, a really gruesome murder. You know, the usual. But... Then I remembered it is my little sister's birthday on Tuesday. And your grandma's birthday. Yeah, today's my grandma's birthday. Happy birthday to me. We think she turned 85, but nobody's really sure. I've turned 85 five times. (laughs) But Victoria is turning... Twenty-six.
1: Ooh, pick up sticks.
0: On Tuesday, and right?
1: it's our twenty-sixth episode. Oh my goodness! Oh my
0: goodness! What a coincidence! So Victoria, um, she has her own like podcast, and she has her own like um, Facebook group called Demimond Paranormal. Yes, follow them on Facebook. Yeah, you can follow them. Listen to their. They're their very stuff. popular. Yeah, she is. She is pretty popular on there. Um, But because of what she does, I figured I would do a spoopy story this week. Spoopy! Um, Scary and and poopy. I was going to do Haunted Pittsburgh, but she already did Haunted Pittsburgh. And then I was like, oh, what about Haunted Japan? And then she already did Haunted Japan. So I decided to do two cases of haunted dolls.
1: Haunted dolls? No!
0: Yeah. No? Did
1: I ever tell you why dolls are scary to me?
0: No. No,
1: okay. So, I had this friend. His, his name was Kenny. You remember me telling you about Kenny? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Well, his mom, he, she had a rule. We would always go over to his house in his living room. There, there were 500 dolls placed all over, the, all over the walls. Okay, and the rule was, if you broke one of these porcelain dolls, you had to replace it with two more dolls. Oh, my God. And, and it was, like, near impossible because she had them all. Yeah. So, you had to get her a new, the one you broke, and a one that she didn't have.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So, like, you dare not touch these dolls. But when you sleep over at his house, you have all these little eyes peering at you. Oh, my And it is so fuck. freaky. Because you have to go past them to get into the bathroom. The bathroom's bathroom is either up the stairs or right in, into the, oh, my God.
0: I had no idea that you had a haunted doll problem. Yeah,
1: it's 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 like, uh
0: so, um... Those dolls
1: are...
0: So, so, two little stories about my haunted doll history. Well, not really haunted... So, my mom also liked porcelain dolls. Yeah. But there were only a couple... Like, we only had a couple of them. Um, and this girl down the street brushed one of their hair. Like, yeah. their hair. And, um... Yeah, you apparently don't do that. My mom was pissed. It wasn't haunted or anything, but I still found them creepy. I don't like dolls. But, um... What made me think of this story, or not of this story, but of, like, doing haunted dolls, was um, when Tori was little, she had a Winnie the Pooh. Her room was Winnie the Pooh. hmm And um, she had this Pooh, you know, like, little, I don't know, it was, like, about a foot high. And you would press his thumb, like his belly, and he'd be like, rub my belly, and I will tell you a story. Yeah. So, you know, we did it all the time. Tori was probably, like, two when we were, like, seven and eight. So we had so much fun with it. But then, and he would like be like, deep in the hundred acre wood, blah, 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 blah. So one time we had it in the closet and Tori and I shared a room, um, when she got old enough to be out of her crib. And, um, so we put him in the closet cause like we were done playing, like my mom always cleaned up all of our toys and everything. And then, um, the one time I sort of got in the middle of the night, he was like, um, he didn't say like, rub my tummy and I'll tell you a story, but he said something like, I'm lonely. Or some shit like that. I don't even remember. I'm low. But, like, I freaked the fuck out. I think Tori was awake, and she was like, what was that? And then I told my mom, and she was like, that's creepy.
1: Love me.
0: So it was, it was very creepy, and then, like, we're like, oh, maybe it was a glitch, but. Mm.
1: Love me. I don't know. I don't really
0: trust anything that talks like that. <laughs> and then I know people our age had a lot of issues with Furbies, but I wasn't even allowed a Furby.
1: I had a Furby because my mom wanted a Kmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She won it in a raffle.
0: But those things were creepy as shit.
1: Yeah, those things got up to be pretty expensive. Like I heard people paying like four hundred bucks for a
0: Furby. Yeah. But I mean, I always kind of thought they were a little possessed. They were little devils. And like tickle me Elmos and stuff. Yeah, tickle me Elmo. Creepy. Drop, drop the pants. But um, so these are two stories. Um, they're pretty popular stories. So there was um. A lot of sources for the first one, and then the second one, they had a lot of sources. But there was a movie that just came out about it not too long ago, so it's hard to like find. But the one source I did find was like the most legit source I could. So um, I'll start with the first one. Okay. Have you ever heard of Robert the Doll?
1: Robert the Doll.
0: Robert. Bobber. I'm guessing you have not. I have not. You have not. So my sources for this one are Robertthedoll.org, Atlasobscura.com, all that's dot com, dot org, dot com, creepypasta.fandom.com. Oh. Like you can just keep going. Sophie, do not jump off this bed. <laughs> um Okay, so there, most of the most of the story stays the same throughout different sources, but there are some little like variances. So I'll let you yes. know whenever there's like a variance. So um, Robert the doll, he was this um, weird. Without like showing you him, it's really hard to explain. But I'm gonna try to explain because there's listeners and not people that are looking. Yeah. But Google him, so you can get the good idea. Eye- good idea so he kind of looks like a like a faceless like dummy okay um he's like made out of like fabric and like the inside is made from um like wooden like wooden wool like you know kind of like um like shredded wood and it's called um excelsior
1: excelsior
0: yeah like that's the stuff it's called i didn't know that sure um and it was made by the stife company in Germany. Sophie, yeah. please do not jump. Sorry, our dog is uh thinks that she is more Super able human. to do than she can. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so he's forty inches tall. Forty inches—that's a big doll. It's a fucking big doll. Yeah. Um, and he had apparently he had his face painted like a jester when they got him um but over time i mean that faded away and he was um dressed in a sailor suit (sighs) so um jester sailor well (laughs) and he had um painted features like i said and button eyes Mm. which if you've ever seen Coraline, which i know you have not i have not but anybody else who have seen Coraline, like there's like um the other mother and like it's like this family of like I guess, demon-y kind of things. And they have button eyes, and that's how you can tell that they're the demon people and not the actual people. Mm. It's creepy. Um, So they said that, like, because of the size of the doll and everything, it was most likely going to be, like, a window display. Okay. For, like, clothing or for something at, like, this company. But um, it's, like, kind of unknown because this happened in the early 1900s. Yeah. So, um, he was given to a boy named Robert Eugene Otto. Robert Otto. By his, um, grandfather in 1904. So the one source said that he was, like, four in 1904. So he was pretty little when he got this. 1900. So, I mean, if you're four getting this doll, it's probably, like, the same size as him.
1: Dude, that'd be awesome. It's kind of like. best friend.
0: Do you remember, um, I don't know if you would remember this, but there were, like, the life-size Barbies. Yeah. I didn't have one.
1: Well, I did.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you did.
1: Yeah, I played dress up with them. hmm Yeah, I wore the clothes. They didn't.
0: Oh, my God. But that's kind of where my... was like a life-size Barbie. Yeah. Which I think the reason we didn't have those is because maybe my mom was freaked out by the idea of a life-size Barbie. Yeah,
1: coming to life. Yeah. Having another mm-hmm. daughter.
0: Like, that would be terrifying. So, um, Robert the doll... Was like loved so much. So, like, this kid names the doll Robert. Okay. After himself.
1: That's kind of creepy.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things about the story that are kind of creepy. So, just buckle up. Hi, Robert.
1: Up. I'm Robert. Nice to meet you, Robert. Well,
0: wait. <laughs> so, he um, decided that he was going to go by Jean, which is his middle name, because Robert was now the doll's name.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. Okay. One time in a fight with his mom, I guess, he was like, no, I'm Gene. Robert is the doll. Mm. So it's kind of creepy. Like, that is creepy. Robert took over his identity. That's weird. Um, so they lived in Key West, Florida, and it was 534 Eaton Street, and it's like this mansion-y Victorian house.
1: Yeah.
0: It's a pretty big house. It's very pretty. Like, it's still there and everything. It's a museum now. But, um... So, Gene carried this doll everywhere. People noted that it was, like, a really unhealthy relationship between the two of them, because he would, like, literally take it fucking everywhere. I'm,
1: yeah, that seems pretty unhealthy. Yeah.
0: And he would talk to it like it was a person. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of normal for dolls, though. Yeah. Um, So then, I guess as he got older... And I'm not sure about the timeline of any of this stuff because it's kind of, like, all mixed in there and it's like, oh, this happened in the early 1900s. Um, but he, like, they decided to put the doll in the attic because there were some, like, weird occurrences. So the weird occurrences is that um, one night he screamed, he screamed in the middle of the night and um, his parents came into his room and all of his furniture was flipped over. Yeah. And the doll was just sitting on the edge of the bed just like scowling at him. Yeah, like that's creepy. And then, um, but I mean it didn't freak him out enough. And then, um so toys started becoming mutilated. Oh man. And um
1: <laughs> eliminating competition.
0: Yeah, right. And there were eerie sounds of like giggling. <laughs> um, anytime that something would happen, kinda like the dolls being mutilated, Robert um, Gene would blame Robert by saying I didn't do it. Robert did it. Robert did it. Which I mean again as a little kid I feel like that's kind of a normal thing to say is like I didn't do it. My imaginary friend did it. Yeah. So I don't know if that's really that weird um, but people were like that was so weird. He like blamed everything on Robert. I'm like yeah so would every fucking kid. And then servants began to overhear conversations between Gene and Robert, Robert where like he would talk to Robert in a normal voice and then a creepy, deep voice would answer back. Oh. Yeah. Which, side story. Yeah. When we were little, um, like very little, very, very little, Christina and I um, were at my grandma's house and, like, my grandparents' house and they had, like, this picture of, like, this little boy and little girl. And my little sister, or my older sister would go, that's Hattie, Lou, and David. Which was creepy because, like, We never met anyone named Hattie Lou. Yeah. And, like, she said David in, like, a deep, deep voice. And, like, she said, like, Hattie Lou's nice, but, like, uh, David's, like, mean and, like. Yeah. I'll have to get the full story from my mom to, like, share on here at some point. But really creepy whenever they have, like, the deep voice and they're, like, a little kid that doesn't really understand what, like, deep is evil type of thing. So they decided, and, like, he would be found in, like, random parts of the house. He was just kind of out and about, like, always in different positions, really creepy. So they decided to lock him in the attic. Um, And while he was in the attic, which was also called the turret room, Hmm. which, what is a turret room?
1: A turret room is a circular room that they would normally have a turret in. So, like, if you think about it, a turret needs to be able to aim basically 180 degrees mm, at true. attackers coming from all different sides
0: so it's like those round rooms
1: yeah so it's like one of those round rooms so basically it would be on top of the round room
0: okay it does say the attic so yeah
1: so it would be on like the roof you would have the turret turret on the roof so like the rest of the rooms would you know, okay. have to be that shape
0: i mean below. it's probably not like a functioning turret room because it's you know key west florida like whatever but like that must be like in white. castles. That's yeah. pra-
1: it came from probably. That
0: yeah. mm-hmm. I knew what a turret was, but I didn't know what a turret room was.
1: That's what I assumed.
0: Yeah, that makes sense because they do. This house does have one. Yeah. So I guess that's the attic. Like they interchange it throughout the story. So, Gene, like knowing that his doll is basically banished to the attic, um, makes him like little furniture and toys, and like even makes him like a little stuffed doll.
1: Here's a doll for you to play with, Robert.
0: It looks like, like, whenever you see a picture of him now, it's like a little stuffed dog. But then, in, like, in the article it said a little, like, teddy bear. And I was like, but that's not a bear. So maybe he made multiple little toys maybe. for him. I don't know. So, um... So Gene moved away for a while. Um, And Robert was left sealed in a box in the attic. Oh, no. And, um... Gene went to study at the Academy of Fine Arts in Chicago, in the Arts Student League in New York. He um, then moved to Paris and met his wife Anne. Oh. So whenever his fought with it, whenever his parents died, they willed him the house. So he decided to move back. And um, this house is like really big, and it would be great because he's a painter, so like he could do his art in this house. It has a lot of like nice light. I mean, it's in Key West, which is beautiful yeah um so he decides to go back there, and um he turns like he goes to Jean's turret room and um makes that Robert's like bedroom, basically Ew. yeah, it's like super creepy um so he would spend a lot of time with Robert in the house, and it's noted that Jean would start bringing Robert everywhere they went and had a chair for them in their bedroom what. Yeah, like again, unhealthy relationship with this yeah, doll. As he's an adult. As he's an adult, with a wife. Yeah. That'd be like you bringing a fucking doll in here and sitting in the corner. Yeah. Like that is terrifying.
1: Like while we're we're doing it, I have a little saddle on my back, <laughs> like a little teddy bear, just like <laughs> ride a cowboy. Oh
0: God. <laughs> that would be. That would be even fucking. I would leave. That would not be well, the American state Well, for. that's
1: basically what's happening,
0: right? Well, so, then, in like, so, again, this is, like, kind of, like, where the articles have discrepancies. I can't tell if this happened when he was a kid or an adult, but it sounds like this happened more when he was an adult. So, he would keep um, the doll, like, in the room with the windows, because it's, like, the turret room with all the windows. Yeah. And he would move around the windows to watch people walking past. Like, multiple people said they saw this doll move to watch them. Ooh. Yeah. And then um, he would also, like, a plumber one time went in, and he heard menacing giggling. And the doll would move around on its own. Visitors would often hear footsteps, and things would move on their own. And then um, Robert's facial expression would change depending on the conversation. Hmm. So he would look like, like you know, inquisitively, or then he'd look irritated or like upset. Mm. So creepy. So then, um... <laughs> Anne wanted the doll to stay in the cedar chest in the attic.
1: Yeah, I mean, I vote yes. I vote burn it.
0: I'm right there with you, Anne. I vote burn it. Um, their marriage like kind of like was like taking like a nosedive, I and then why. she mysteriously dies. Oh, shit. Some people allegedly said that she died from going insane from dealing with this doll. Could be. You know. Um, While the mansion was being restored, the doll moved around the house. Um, Oh, wait. That comes later. So, Robert dies. He dies in 1974. And, um, I guess somebody takes over the house and the doll was moving around and one night the doll had a kitchen knife in its hand shit yeah um this doesn't really make sense with like other facts that i read because um a lady named Merle, Myrtle myrtle Ruder p- purchased the house in 1974 um but it could have been myrtle's daughter who said there was some creepy shit happening in the house
1: mm-hmm.
0: so maybe the doll just connects itself to one person and then just fucks with everybody else yeah um so she kept him the whole time that she lived there and then she moved up the street to a different um house six years later and then in 1994 she donated him to the fort east martello museum claiming he moved around the house and i guess was like super haunted um gene's house was renamed the Artist house and is now a haunted b&b
1: hmm
0: Um, at the museum, staff notices Robert's facial expressions would change, like, over time. He, like, would change positions a little bit. Um, so the big thing about him in this museum is you have to ask his permission to take a picture of him. Oh, yeah. So, like, if you, he'll, like, not, like, move his head a little bit to give you permission. And if you don't get his permission, he will curse you. So, the big thing is all over the wall, there's letters from, like, all these visitors who went to this place begging for his forgiveness for taking his picture without his uh, blessing. Yeah. And, like, please take this curse off of me. My life has sucked ever since I went there. Blah, 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 blah. Um, just basically saying, you know, like, I'm so sorry I didn't ask for your permission to take your picture. Oh, shit. Um, and a lot of times, like, cameras, electronic devices, they... um. They'd, like, malfunction while there. Hmm. So, I don't know. I thought this story was a little scarier whenever I heard it. Um, I think, and that's why we drink. did it? I think so. And it, like, really creeped me out. But, like, whenever I was researching it, I was kind of like... Of the scary doll stories, like, it's creepy.
1: Yeah.
0: But is it that creepy?
1: Well, if you lived it, it would be. Yeah.
0: Um, so this mo- So, this doll... Um, was the catalyst for the movie *Child's Play* with Chucky? Yeah. So that's kind of who Chucky is like modeled after is Chucky is um, Robert the doll. Chucky.
1: Yes, so what did you
0: Chucky. think about that one? I like it. Um, my thoughts are, I think that a lot of it was maybe Gene was a troubled boy.
1: Gene was a very troubled boy, and uh, he had problems with his psyche, he had a fractured yeah. psyche.
0: I don't know whether, you know, it was haunted or not. He was
1: molested, probably. (laughs)
0: That's, like, a very strong thing to say without any prior knowledge.
1: He was definitely touched. (laughs) So he touched something else. I
0: I don't know. This one, I didn't see it in the museum, luckily. Like, I never had to worry about that kind of stuff. But the next story is much more creepy to me. Okay. Okay. Have you ever seen The Conjuring? I have. So you know the doll Annabelle? I do. That's what this one's about.
1: Okay. <laughs> Let's
0: see the Annabelle. The true story of it. Did oh. you see Annabelle too, which was the prequel to The no, Conjuring? I didn't see the prequel. So I am a chicken shit, so I did not see any of them. Either, yes. Um, because there's also like sequels and prequels and blah 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 Spin offs and we're written offs so. and blah 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 blah. So Annabelle. My uh, my sources for this one, like I said, it's really hard to get, like, sources on this one because, like, everyone wants to quote the movie and shit. Yeah. Um, but TonySparra.com like, pretty much outlines the whole story. So most of the things I say are going to be from there. I'm going to try to paraphrase them. But if anything, you know, is verbatim, it's because I literally, like, just wrote notes off of his site. Um, So I'm just telling you what his site says. <laughs> yeah. Um, BuzzFeed.com did some stuff on it. And then the Ghost Hunt UK. Ha,
1: ghost Hunt.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was no way I could say that. Not, you know, in a certain way. <laughs> yeah. Um, But like I said, there's like tons and tons and tons of websites about this. But mostly is like about the, the movie. Okay. Which the movie does vary a little bit from the story. A little bit. After... I guess you didn't see the first movie, so I don't know how much you actually know about this. But I don't know much. So, in The Conjuring, what does she do? Is she just part of the movie? Uh,
1: she's basically, like, the whole problem for it. And then, like, bam, we f- figure out that she's under the floorboards and that, like.
0: Oh, that's that's creepy. Yeah. But it, it's, like, not her, like, her. I guess her story, her origin story is in the Annabelle movie, which is no. came out a year later. Yeah. You don't get any, Anna, like, any no, story about like, that? It's just,
1: like just like, don't you dare, like, some robbers break in and steal it, and then, it's
0: mm.
1: st- like, from, like, there's, I think, I think I'm thinking of the same movie, because there's this guy that keeps, like, these haunted artifacts, and he keeps them in, like, locked glass cases. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's true. And
1: then, and then, this one gets stolen or broken out, he's like, oh no, not that one. Oh, okay. And then, and then it gets moved to this house down in like New Orleans or wherever. Yeah. Wherever this takes place, and then in the f- floorboards, or wherever this gets hidden, and then they figure it out and cut her, cut her up, and mm. destroy her, or get her out of the house. Okay. It's Fair. it's 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 not very plot. Yeah. But it's
0: well. Once you hear the story, it'll make maybe make more sense. Maybe. Okay. So, in 1970, a Raggedy Ann doll was gifted to a nursing student named Donna. Donna! Um, So, it was given to her by her mom um, as, like, a birthday present, and it was from, like, a secondhand thrift store. This is one of, like, thrift stores, Jason. What?
1: I love thrift stores.
0: Haunted fucking shit.
1: Well, you could get get the opposite of that. (sighs)
0: That's true. So, Donna had a roommate named Angie, um, who was also a nursing student, and they were like, oh, look at this cute little doll. And, okay, so the doll in The Conjuring is terrifying. She has, like, that, those bangs with those big buggy eyes. Yeah. In this, like, the legit story, she's a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. You know what Raggedy Ann doll is, right? Yep. Yep, okay. So um, very, like, non-sus, you know, just kind of like a Raggedy Ann doll. So a few days later... Um, the girls start feeling kind of weird about the doll because, like, little things start happening. Like, her legs might, like, move a little bit or her arms might move a little bit. But then you can kind of, like, write that off by saying, like, oh, you know, maybe, I, maybe my roommate bumped her.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like, it, it might be weird that she's in, like, a different position, but, like, whatever. But then she started moving around the house, well, around the apartment, and it's kind of like, oh, like, I know I set her on the couch and now she's on my bed. And again, you can kind of write that off by saying, like, me and my roommate moved her. Yep. You know, maybe she didn't want her on the couch. Maybe she wanted her in my bedroom. Um, so the one time, like, like I said, Donna left her on the couch and then she, um, came home and it, she was in her room on the bed with the door shut. Oh, shit. And apparently her roommate had not been home during that time.
1: Yeah.
0: So creepy. Very creepy. Um, the other thing is the doll was able to write. So it starts writing things. Oh, And it's writing on parchment, which none of the girls had in the apartment. Like, where do you even fucking get parchment from anymore? So, um... tree. (laughs) Thank you, Jason. You're welcome. Um, and it would write things like, help us, or help Lou, um, which we'll get to Lou in a little bit. Um, but it was in, like, little kid writing. Yeah. So, um then one day donna goes in and she notices there's like weird little red spots that are like sticky and she's like this looks like blood so at that point
1: she's a nurse she should definitely recognize blood,
0: right so at this point (laughs) the girls are like uh let's get a medium in here yeah this was the worst thing that they could have ever done why because this is where it starts going downhill pretty fucking fast So, the medium comes in and says that the doll is possessed by a spirit named Annabelle Higgins, which is where the name Annabelle comes from. Yeah. And Annabelle Higgins was the little girl who lived, like, on the property or... I was a little confused about this. Or she, like... And she died in the field where the apartment now was. So, either the house was, like, next to it and she died in the field next to it. But the one thing I read was that she was in a car accident and, like, fell out into the field. Okay. But either way it's where the apartments were then built yes so her um her little spirits haunting the doll um and she she told um the medium that she felt happy with donna and angie that she like you know felt comfortable with them and wanted to stay (sighs) so donna was like i want her to stay here if she feels comfortable so you're inviting an entity into your house to stay. Yeah. The problem is is that demonic spirits like to trick people. Yeah. So <laughs> um they do. That's what happens. Um so Lou, who is friends with the girls, which The one article that I read yesterday that I didn't write down because it was like I was going through so many different articles um, said that Lou was actually Andy's fiance, but I didn't see that again anywhere else. It just said that he was a friend of theirs, but Mm. I don't know. He did sleep on the couch the one time, so unless he was taking a nap, maybe just a friend. Or they were just very very pure and they didn't want to sleep in the same bed. It's true. It was the seventies, you know. Yeah. Where there's no such thing as sex. Just kidding. The seventies was a sex fueled
1: You would know.
0: Rage pot. <laughs> I would know. I was alive in the seventies. I was at my peak. I was twenty
1: three.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. My mom was born in nineteen sixty nine. So not even her she was an adult in, in the seventies. Summer 70s. of sixty nine. Well, The fall of sixty nine. Yeah. <laughs> Guess when it all started. That would be the end of sixty (laughs) eight. Um. Anyway, I don't want to think about my grandparents in that way. Um. So, Lou woke up one night. So he like had fallen asleep on the couch, and Lou woke up one night.
1: Yeah.
0: And um. He said that he had seen Annabelle like sliding up his leg. And like onto his chest, and then she started strangling him until he blacked out. Shit. Um, Sometimes which, you have to
1: pay extra for that.
0: <laughs> and he's like, I swear it was not a dream. Like this was real. Like this really happened. Yeah. Um. And then, but like even like the first time he stepped into that house, he was like, "There's something wrong with this doll. It's evil. I can feel it." And they're like, "No, it's just a doll. It's like a sweet young girl that's possessing it." <laughs> It sounds silly when you say it like that. Yep. Because um, it is. So a couple of days later, or the next day, I guess, within the next couple of days, Lou and Angie were preparing to go on a road trip. Um, and there were sounds coming from Donna's room. And they said it originally sounded like there was like a, like a, somebody breaking in. Like maybe she left a window open and somebody was getting in. Yeah. So he goes in there, Lou goes in, and Annabelle's sitting on the floor like she was thrown. And, um... He felt like something behind him. So he turns around and um, all of a sudden, like, claw marks happen. And there's, like, four vertical and then three horizontal, like, claw marks that, like, felt like they were burned into his skin. Oh, man. And they uh, were healed up within two days. Like, completely gone. Oh, shit. Yeah.
1: But did they get pictures of it?
0: Well, I mean, it was 1970, so probably not. Why not? Um, so after Lou's attack, Donna was like, okay, this isn't a little girl. This must be something demonic. Ding, 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 ding. Um, so she went to, um, Father Hegan. Um, and then, and he was like an Episcopalian, uh, priest. Yeah, priest, priest. Um, and he reached out to Father Cook, um, and the demon hunters, Ed and Lorraine Warren.
1: Oh uh, yes. That's, that's the ones that.
0: Okay, that so that goes the, track then. That had the... The box of them. Box of yeah. them. Yeah, which you'll get to at the end of this. Yeah. Um, so the Warrens are very famous for the Amityville Horror House. Okay. Like, that was, like, the first thing that they really kind of, like, went into to investigate, and they're, like, demon hunters kind of thing. Okay. Um, and so they noted that... So this is interesting, because, like, I didn't really think of this, and this kind of goes back to the previous story that we had about Robert the Doll, They know that dolls are not possessed, like toys and objects are not possessed by demons. They are controlled by demons to make you think that like something's like they're being manipulated. Yeah. Um, So these types of dolls are looking for a human to possess and they attempt to gain attention so that like you are more open to spirits. Okay. So Annabelle the doll isn't actually haunted or like, you know, but it's like a demon presence that's moving her around so that people think like oh, it's a little girl. Um and then so once the medium came in, the demon used the vul- vulnerabilities of the girls to haunt the apartment with like with permission. Like he was allowed to be there. They said he's allowed to be here.
1: Yeah.
0: <sighs> They and um the Warrens actually noted that another two or three weeks they might have resulted in full human possession. Mm. So, good timing with the claw marks, I guess, because yeah. they were like, shit, we need some? We need some priests." So the Warrens decided to take the doll with them, um, and the doll made the drive home like really difficult for the Warrens, um, like every time they would turn, like the power steering would go out, and like it would just be like almost impossible to drive. So at one point I guess um, Ed took a bottle of holy water and poured it on it, and then I'd uh, like the sign of the cross over it, and then they made it home safely. Huh. So he had set it in, in their house, and one time it like levitated, and then it would appear different places within the house. Yeah. Um, but the big thing was one time Father Jason Bradford came to the house, and he was like, "This doll's like pish posh, like whatever." And, like, threw it into, like, a chair or into a corner. And he, um, and, like, the warrants were like, you should not have done that. So he leaves the house and he gets into an, like, an almost fatal car accident. Oh, really? And, oh, yeah. um, he called them and was like, like, listen, like, I almost died. My car is completely destroyed. Like, it's done. So at this point, they're like, okay, we have this museum yeah. of oddities. Um, and it's called the Occult Museum, which is the one probably from the movie. Yeah. And she is put behind glass in a wooden case with, like, um, a cross on it. And it has a devil tarot card. And I saw pictures from the movie, and this is exactly what it looked like in the movie. Except for it's, like, wooden with, like, a big cross on it. And it says, positively do not open. So people are allowed to go see it. Like, they're allowed to go see everything. And they get a little, you know, you go in there, you get, like, feel a little creepy. Um, But one person was, like, really, like, banging on it, like, laughing at it and whatever. And, like, Ed Warren came out and was like, you should not do that. Like, you need to respect the doll. And then um, he ended up dying in a horrific motorcycle accident leaving the museum. Oh, really? Yep. So, that is the story of Annabelle.
1: Oh, man.
0: Who, like I said, the movie The Conjuring and Annabelle then came after that story. Annabelle's a killer. So, I thought that one was, like, a lot creepier. But it could be because there's, like, more, like, eyewitness testimony that we can hear today, because it was in the 70s, and those people are still alive.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, the warrants aren't alive anymore, but, um, they, like, they were, like, recently. Yeah. <laughs> and then Robert the doll, I mean, it kind of, like, adds to the thing of, like, if something's possessed, I guess it would make sense that an ob- object wouldn't be possessed, but it would be controlled by, you know, a spirit attached to it. Yeah.
1: And I think you should try to sever that attachment. Yeah. Because I don't want want it attaching to me.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, maybe Robert the doll, um, like, maybe the energy started, like, kind of going between the two of them. Maybe he put some of his own energy into the doll. That's true. And that's why it didn't really hurt him. It just kind of maybe was, like, manifested through him.
1: Maybe. It saw him as a friendly force.
0: But, um, yeah, the Annabelle doll just kind of creeps me out because, you know, like, I've heard before, like, the... I try not to get too paranormally on here because, like, I like doing, like, facty things, but I have heard before that, like, if you, like, if there's, like, a child spirit, a lot of times it's, like, actually a demon pretending to be a child <laughs> because it's, like, trying to get you to, like, Let lower your guard. guard. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so those were two creepy doll stories. I hope Tori enjoyed this, this podcast. Yeah. And, um, do you have any thoughts or anything about?
1: Well, I, I am creeped out by dolls. Yeah. Uh, definitely. And, uh, I hope I never run into any possessed objects or artifacts. Yeah. Because I will burn them in fire. Because I think that's the best way.
0: Yeah. According to Supernatural, you need to burn things, douse it in holy water and burn it
1: in salt fire.
0: In salt fire. Good job, salt and burn it. Yeah. That's what salt Supernatural and taught me.
1: It also taught me that in Gordon Ramsay's kitchen.
0: <laughs> You're not supposed to burn it in Gordon Ramsay's kitchen. Well, co- yeah. Kitchen. But, chicken. But,
1: chicken. Chicken. Chicken.
0: <laughs> Sometimes whenever I say the word kitchen, I want to think of chicken. But it could be because the thing that I eat the most in the chicken in the kitchen. Chicken in the kitchen. <laughs> So, that's the scary stories of the week.
1: Scary stories of the week. Alright. Now it's time for Jason's Corner. Alright, you cool cats and kittens.
0: Jason's Corner.
1: Here we go. We're going to have a debate this week. It's going to be an epic debate. Feuds will be had. Hot tempers will flare. Divorces will be had. Papers will be filed. <laughs> Separations might be made.
0: So I told Jason, he told me that we were going to do a um, a debate. And I said, I, well, I don't know what it's about yet. But I said that the rules of debate are we both give our pro arguments and then we're allowed to to cross, you know, argue yeah. our point.
1: And I think it's quite polarizing. And it's it's pretty, and I know which side I'm on. But I'm gonna take the opposite side of Melly, so I will defer to the lady whichever side she decides to take. <laughs> so my arguments may be weaker, and I'm sorry everybody, but you know, I will have to play devil's advocate, so I will have to think on the fly here.
0: I will say that I took argument and debate in college. Yeah. And I got nearly a perfect grade in that class. Well,
1: that's good because you're gonna have the pro you're gonna have the pro <laughs> side. So I'm going to lose. I understand this, we'll but see. that's okay. Yeah. Alright. So it's it's basically the Cold War. It's basically Democrats Republicans. It's basically red versus blue. It's basically Steelers versus Cowboys. It's basically hot dogs versus hamburgers. Go.
0: Um. Oof. I'm gonna pick hamburgers.
1: All right, hamburgers why?
0: Okay. So I'm not a huge fan of hamburgers, but I'm also not a huge fan of hot dogs either. Yeah. But I'm going to argue for my point here. Okay. Hamburgers, these 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 are the reasons why I'm why I pick hamburger.
1: Okay.
0: Hamburgers are more versatile. Yes. You want them cooked to a different temperature? You want it you want it rare? You can have a rare hamburger. You want it well done? Go for it. You can also pick your condiments. I mean, yes, you can do that with hot dogs, but you really can't put bacon and barbecue sauce on a hot dog and make it taste like a hamburger would taste. Don't give me that face. <laughs> um, I feel like the toppings are easier to um, change in the positive. <laughs> Jason is giving me the worst face ever. And... um I
1: just believe they're more versatile. Alright, counterpoint for versatility. You may sacrifice versatility for cooking style and cooking cooking temperature. Yes, but hot dogs already come pre-cooked. You can pop them in the microwave. Bam, they're done. You can boil them. Bam, they're done. On the grill. Bam, they're done. Perfect grill marks every time. Bam, they're done. You can... Pop them, put, put ketchup on them, mustard on them, onions on them, chili on them, jalapenos on them, h- pineapple on them. Bam, they're done.
0: Pineapple? Yeah,
1: you can put anything on a hot dog. Well,
0: you can say the same thing about a hamburger.
1: You could. Exactly. You're talking about versatility. I'm talking about versatility. Hot dogs have it. There we go. Guess what hot dogs also have? Convenience. They are convenient to you, the consumer. You put them in the microwave, they're done. You put them in your hand on a bun, they're done. You put them in your <laughs> mouth, bam, it's done, whole in one. Bam, <laughs> bam, bam. Guess what? They're also portable, easy, easy to use, non-slip skin.
0: Bam. Yeah, do you want my argument? Sure, go for it. hot dog now?
1: Go for against.
0: Okay, so hot dogs are made from who knows what. They are gunk inside of gunk. They leave weird hot dog water. Ugh. You're and, not eating the hot dog water. And you need a hot dog bun because I refuse to eat hot dogs on bread. You can eat hot dogs in your mac and cheese. No, you cannot. You can eat hot dogs in your spaghetti. Ugh. Why are you doing this to me?
1: The Filipinos do it.
0: It's terrifying. But um, hot dogs are like uh, the epitome of like cheap, bad food. Meanwhile, hamburgers can be like grass-fed beef with like prime, you know, tomato and lettuce and a nice brioche bun. I don't eat most of those things. But... um, (laughs) But other people do. And they can be gourmet. They can be, you know, white castle burgers. They you don't ever see people in like a gourmet restaurant eating a hot dog.
1: Yes, you do. If you want a gourmet hot dog, guess what you can get? You can get a gourmet hot Are dog. Are they gonna serve that at without, an
0: upscale restaurant?
1: Yes they do. They'll charge you fifteen dollars for a hot dog. <laughs> so my argument against hamburgers is that they're sloppy, they fall out the back. Guess what, they fall at the front, too. Guess what, they fall at the sides. Get out your hands all messy. Guess what? <laughs> they're never evenly coated, cause they're circles, you put dabs in it, they scale all around. It never smooths out evenly. Cause guess what, you gotta get a knife, kid, and you gotta spread it evenly, and then you gotta knife, knife spread no, with shit. Hot dogs are the same way. No, you put a nice little squiggle, bam. As much as you want in every little bite.
0: The bite would be more consistent. I agree with that. Ah, yes. However, the bite is small. Yes, I like my small bites. (laughs) And it's a lot of meat to condiment ratio. You can adjust the meat to condiment ratio however you like. Like, it's just like there's there's a bun which takes up a lot of the ratio and then there's there's the but then like there's not room for like a lot of stuff on there like you could pack the bottom of the bun but then it falls out the bottom then the bun gets soggy and it falls completely out gotta do quick gotta do quick (laughs) eat it quick have you ever had a chili cheese dog that was not messy yes yes i've had cheeseburgers that are not messy yes see so the messy argument for you
1: i'm talking about toppings
0: With toppings, yes. Yeah. (laughs) You can also take that hamburger patty and you could make meatloaves.
1: Okay. But what it stems down to is what personifies America. Okay? Hot dogs personify America. It is cheap. It is dirty. (laughs) It is hardworking. It is the meat of this country. Okay, our forefathers decided that we are not gonna waste shit. We are gonna scrounge together and we are gonna come together as one to make this country better. And we are gonna produce something great. And that is how the hot dog was invented. And together, the hot dog personifies America.
0: Yeah, but America. The Wiener
1: Wars were (laughs) won.
0: America has some serious issues right now. Maybe the hot dog is the problem.
1: The hot dog is becoming weak and flaccid.
0: Exactly.
1: And that is why our country is failing. (laughs) Our hot dog needs to be strong and virile again.
0: Hamburgers are a full meal, but a hot dog- Hamburgers
1: are coming back. That's the problem.
0: (laughs) A hot dog is not a full meal. A hot dog's like- That's why you have two or three. Okay, so you need extra of them because they're so unfulfilling. That's
1: because it's the perfect amount. You get the perfect amount.
0: Unfulfilling. No, because you eat
1: one burger, you're like, "Uh, do I want one? Do I want two? I don't know. I want somewhere in the middle. Whereas hot dogs, you're like, all right, two, yes, three, no, two, yes, Uh, okay, I'm really hungry. Three, yes.
0: I get two bites into a hot dog and I want to puke because of all the weird nitrates in it.
1: There's hot dogs without nitrates, baby. No, there's not.
0: Yeah, there are. Are they grass fed? Yeah. They're still not good. They're in a casing. They're like. That's the crunch. That's a beautiful crunch. It's like squirt you in the eye.
1: That's a beautiful crunch.
0: (laughs) This is a lot harder because I don't like hot dogs for hamburgers very much. (laughs) You might have actually won this argument, but I disagree with you. (laughs) The America Pole was. The America (laughs) Pole.
1: I know I went there. I was like, this country, do you know what I can do for your country? But the Wieners can do for your country.
0: But my thought is that a hamburger, yes, it's not America's food, but it is. But it does. You know how many hamburgers are eaten in America every day? Millions. Not as many as Wieners. No, there's hamburgers are eaten way more than hot dogs.
1: You just said wieners. You need more wieners than hamburgers.
0: You do, but people don't eat them nearly as much. Yeah. They don't serve them. There's no McWeenie.
1: Johnny Rockets.
0: Okay, where is the, where do you see a Johnny Rockets? Is there any even close to us? i There's never... a Sonic. Okay, but Sonic isn't the same thing as Horn like dogs. A McDonald's. Horn dogs. Or a Burger King. Have you ever heard
1: of a dog? Yes. Or a
0: Wendy's. Yes. Or a Hardee's
1: party says hot dogs. Do they? Yeah, I think so. I
0: mean, they must not so very
1: many. They don't. <laughs> don't get them there people. Don't try them. <laughs>
0: um I think that you do win the argument cuz I just couldn't think of enough positives for hamburgers.
1: <laughs> well, I think I think the problem problem that you sh- you should have attacked is that hamburgers have a better um like, so you buy a pound of ground meat, you can shape them to how many burgers you want for mm, buns. That's
0: true.
1: But hot dogs, you can't really shape them to the bun ratio.
0: That is true. So
1: that is a problem. So you're stuck with either too many buns or too many wieners. Yeah, like
0: right now we have too many buns in there.
1: Yeah, I know. And it's a problem. But but with hamburgers, you know, if you make them yourself, if you make them yourself, which you should, if you're making a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like frozen burgers better. Well, you can do either. But, um, I, I feel like the versatility of a hamburger is much more versatile than a hot dog. Well, I, th-
1: I think they're both as versatile.
0: But I mean, like... Anything
1: you could do to one, you can do to the other. Mm-hmm. Any style you do to the one, you can do to the I other. I guess,
0: but like... I mean, like a Buffalo Blue Burger versus a Buffalo Blue Hot Dog. Yeah, you could do that. I mean, you could, but would you?
1: I, I wouldn't eat okay. it, but...
0: I mean, because you could argue that you could do anything to anything. Yeah, you could. But I mean, like, okay, you got a longhorn, and they have burgers on the menu. Yeah. They don't have hot dogs on the menu, because no. hot dogs are trashy, and hamburgers yeah, are classy. Yeah, hot dogs have a
1: stigma to them.
0: But you know, the cutest hot dog in the world is this Sophie bear right here. Yeah, she is. She is the hottest, doggiest. Hi, bear. If you guys do not know who Sophie is go to our um go to our facebook and you can probably find pictures of her.
1: widow
0: little baby. She's a little weenie. Um so next week I'll be back with Murder
1: and I'll be back with Blurder. <laughs>
0: You'll come up with something on the spot, I'm sure.
1: I'll come up with something on the spot, but that was good. That was good.
0: That was good. I feel like my argument was really grappy because I don't like either. Well, of. and
1: I I didn't let you prepare, so it's okay.
0: Yeah, it's true. Now, if we were talking chicken sandwiches, I know. Whew, I would 100% win that argument. Well, because chicken sandwiches are the best. But I had in the to world. go with
1: something that was like comparable.
0: That's true. Hamburgers yeah, and hot dogs.
1: Like chicken sandwiches and hot dogs aren't, aren't comparable. Chicken sandwiches and hamburgers aren't comparable.
0: I always replace my burgers with chicken, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you know where to find us. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook as the Pretty Crazy Podcast.
1: Or twohotdogstouching.com. dot com.
0: Don't don't go there unless you want to. If you're into that, go ahead.
1: Or myhotdogjiggles.com. dot com.
0: Or I have the cutest hot dog in the world. Dot com. Dot com. Um but yeah, let us know if you have any stories that you want us to cover. Um happy birthday, Miss Victoria. Happy birthday to you. Episode 26 for 26 years. Woo! 26 years. Woo! Bye. Bye.